afternoon. You're listening to Scarlet Bay Community Radio and Local Media This Week, the programme where we go through the print media here in County Clare, the Clare Champion and the Clare Echo, and we tell you what you might or might not like to read in it, and we, we tend to give our own thoughts here as well. Delighted to welcome our panel, and uh, first of all, John S. Kelly. John, good afternoon. Good you. afternoon, Jim. Pat O'Brien, Pat, you're welcome. Good afternoon, Jim. And David Fleming back after a couple of weeks off. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Uh, Fired and rested. Oh, firing in all cylinders, Jim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and kind of half on the bench and half not. And looking after sound, Luke Fleming. Luke, you're welcome. Thanks, Jim. Trying to keep an eye on you. <laughs> yes. And we might need it. Looking at the front page of the uh, papers today, looking at the front page of the Clare Echo, the uh, story in Milltown where the population is about to increase by 42, uh, 42 single male asylum seekers. Um, and I know we had this uh, in Scariff, we even went to, David went and recorded the, the public meeting that was in Scariff and uh, you know it was, I suppose in Scariff we were, people were delighted that they, they weren't all single males, that there were families and children and whatever. But uh, anyway, these are coming to Milltown just when Willie Clancy is finished. Yeah, well, I said it was not more than 42 there in the last week, did you? There was a big influence of, of, of uh, musicians and dancers, and even our own, um, our own Dara and um, Anthony were up like Harvey. That's right, yes, and we'll have that's on this weekend, if I can think of what time it was on. Um, I think it's after our program today. Yeah. Um, there we're going to have uh, the two lads from, uh, from Milltown. But I suppose, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it seems to be a lot of asylum seekers are coming in the last while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we're getting used to the Ukrainians, mm. you know, tens of thousands of Ukrainians. But uh, well, there is, I think, Jim, there is the Brexit factor. A lot of people used to come to Britain um, and they, once you arrive in Britain, uh, the Dublin Convention says you have to stay in Britain once they were in the EU. Of course Heathrow being such a hub for international travel, so they have to stay in Britain. Now that the UK is outside of the European Union, uh, refugees and migrants and others can travel into Britain and then move into the EU from there, which is uh, partly what's happening. Um, but in the case of these 42 people, um, Milltown seems to be welcoming. There's a lovely photograph there in the Clare Champion on page three. Um, a group of local people uh, in Milltown, Milltown Malbay showing solidarity and welcoming asylum seekers to their community. So, um, uh, there isn't, there wasn't as much uh, opposition this time, um, it would seem. Well, I was listening uh, to this. I was listening to Claire Levin this morning, and uh, uh, well, on, on um, Thursday morning, and um, the, the, there was a few people on, and they were, they were worried about the facilities for all these people coming in, and they had very, they had very little to do in the winter time. He said, "Might be too bad in the summer, but in the winter time, yeah. what, what would they be? What, what would they do?" And um, he said the storage facilities are, 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 are just limited there now as well. He said so. 
Could, could I just point out, um, Porrick has on page five, Porrick McMahon, the second sort of paragraph or the second bit of the, the article there. The provider has confirmed that they have not made any link with local NGOs at this point, but will work with all parties to support the integration of residents successfully. Mm. Which basically means no lessons have been learnt learned from previous experience. And whatever you say about um, the experience in Scarif versus what happened you know, in other parts of the county in the weeks prior to that, at least in Scarif, there was debate prior to people arriving and it, people were made aware, the TDs, elected representatives were made aware and gave out as much information as they can. This looks to be going back to the good old way of, yeah, we, there's a deal done there and we're just going to sort of, uh, you know, throw it there and the next thing 42 people appear, yeah. which is uh, totally against sort so we, of... We, we don't have a structure, a global structure within the country to handle registration um, and and uh, one group looking after looking after accommodation what have you charge of that responsibility and the minister the other day actually refers to that first of all he referred to the uh, lesson we must learn from the communication fiasco the point that lucas is making there about communication hmm. yeah okay yeah well and john there, there is an agency um there is an agency responsible and it's IPAS, the International, IPAS, the Protection, International Accommodation Protection Accommodation Exactly. Service. And we used to, because this country didn't get a lot of um, uh, applicants for mm. refugee status, we used to be able to accommodate everybody in direct provision. Yeah. I heard that phrase yeah. before, direct provision centres. Yeah. And the government, this particular government, as they were negotiating the coalition, agreed to shut down the direct provision centres because of the inadequate facilities that were there. In fact, all the direct provisions are still operating, but we now have so many people coming in than we used to, mm. that this is why we're going into hotels, like the Central Hotel in Milton Malby, mm. into the hotel here in Scariff. Um, so we're not as a country, I agree with you, we are not as, as a country prepared to, um, to take in the numbers. Minister, yeah. So that raises, and you hate mentioning it, like it, because it can be so easily be misunderstood. But there, it is, there is the question of, is there a point at which we have to say, well, now we take a break, you know, we'll hold back now, let, let's settle down the people we have here, okay? And because we have, we're running short, seriously short, severely short on services. I mean, that's acknowledging the reality on the ground mm. and it's anything but anti it's not mm. none of us sitting around the table here talking or reading about this uh, carrying the slightest degree of no but but you might have local people who might say uh, you know and, and again it wouldn't be racist that landing 42 single men into a small town is uh, on one fell swoop is is slightly unbalanced Unbalance is a good word, I think. Do you know? Yeah. I mean, we need like, to we need to put them up, and we must put like them up. Like most yeah. migrants who come in, most most people who come in are men. They tend to be young men. Hmm. 
we learned in the, at the Scarif meeting where the TDs were present and others that it's actually the operator who decides. It's not IPAS, this government agency who say, well, you have to, and, and it's actually not very fair at all. It's actually the, the provider who the owner the, of the property. The, the person who has taken on the building and is providing the service to the government who specifies, I'm only going to take men, I'm only going to take women yeah. and children, I'm only going to do this, that, which I think is very unfair. I think you should have a mixture hmm. because it is a bit, it can be for certain people very intimidating. Hmm. Certain local people can be intimidated by a large group of men and there is all this... It could be paranoia, it could be justifiable, I don't know. Yeah, but it's genuine. It's a genuine fear in the absence and of information. David, do you, think, do you think it's time for us to make some degree of human contact with the people that are here in our own community? Who we has should. been into the hotel? Who has to, we haven't provided, as yeah. far as I know anyway, a platform for no. them. No. Do you think well, it's would, time would, for us would, to move on that? I would hope the radio and I would hope the newspapers and I would hope other local uh, volunteer groups might actually encourage them to do a bit of volunteering. They're not allowed, well, I think they have, there's a certain period where they can't work and at six months and months, after yes. six months they can mm. work. But vo volunteering is a great way to yeah. integrate and, yeah. to, and for them to get to know people and so on. I would say the same about the Ukrainians who are a bit ghettoized out there yeah. in yeah. the East Clare Holiday Village. Mm. They have no transport, they can't get in, they rely on the buses. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd like to say that since they came to Scarif, which is about a month ago or yes. a little over a month, I mean, my attitude with the radio would be, well, let them settle for a few yeah. weeks first. Yeah. Um, but I would fully intend to explore the idea, John, that you had there in relation to um, talk to them and, yes. and see, you know, get their story. Um, but they, I'd, I'd have to say as well that seeing them around the town, they seem most friendly. Um, you'd see them in the shops, you'd see them on the street. Uh, they haven't obviously started going to school yet, mm. but um, that's they, a pity actually that the the, yeah. the that they came at at, at the end of the school the year. End of the school year. Yeah. yeah, but they seem to be quite friendly and will salute yeah. you and say hi, and yeah. which is that's good. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. yeah. As of, as of April twenty twelve, April the fourth, twenty twenty three, seventy one thousand, no one hundred sixty two persons fleeing the invasion of the Ukraine arrived in Ireland, and. Yeah. Uh, 20,000, 20,304 um, internet, international protection applicants have been accommodated. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it's worth reflecting on those numbers. I know, I know we have to move on. We, we are a small country, but I think we should be proud of the fact that we were able to take in 71,000 people who fled a war mm -hmm. and that we have looked after them and that we've provided that yes. refuge that yes. they needed. Yeah. yeah. The Shannon Estuary Task Force report, and that was released and launched with great fanfare. Um, the Taoiseach and various ministers were, were down in Ardna Crusha. Yeah. But they, they talk about um, 10,000 jobs in County Clare by 2035, and they have laid out what um, the possibilities for green energy. Now, we have done that yeah. here around this table Jim, uh, for quite uh, some time. How about the listeners now, um, uh, this, this afternoon, on this issue? 
because it's not the first time we've, we've, as you say, we've, you know, been discussing it in various forms. What exactly did the task force say? Okay. The task force was set up to investigate the actual estuary and the potential yeah. Yeah. economic and social development associated with possible green energy. Yes. Now, what are we? What does the listener? Well, they're a voluntary task force. Yeah. Uh, John spent five thousand dollars producing a two hundred page report, mm. and I would have a certain amount of skepticism in relation to it because uh, I do not believe that this state is capable of organising a piss up in a brewery. I know, I, I can't... No, I, no, I can't no, no, John. You look at everything in this country. What's opened the agenda again this week? Children's Hospital. Total fiasco. Who's, who's, well, there are 26 who's, beds, uh, bedrooms. So there's 3,000 left to go. Yes, um, I'm being tried. The potential for this is huge. I think it's going to wind up that it will be found out and that they're a little bit like Shell to Sea and various other items that happened. It'll be given out, sold for half nothing, and we'll have no infrastructure and we'll be paying for it in years to come. Oh, good Lord, uh, that would be a frightful scenario, Luke. I mean, I'm far more optimistic, uh, you know, uh, that this will be the opening up of a massive potential. Well, according to the, according to the, the report, there's a massive, massive potential, John, but it will be realised is another thing. Uh, go, governments governments have, have an awful habit of, uh, of, uh, of uh, talking up all these, when they've been out on these big reports and they're all mm -hmm. talked up, but a lot of the time, half uh, never happens. What do we want, then? Do we want... We, there is wind so off the west coast, so there is potential for green energy, mm -hmm. but it's how we harvest it how we pay to have it harvested, yeah, yeah. and how much of it is ours mm. that we can use without having to give it all the profits away to, you know, international mm. companies. Mm. And that, in the, in, this, in the conversation so far, uh, nationally, I think, I, I noticed that there isn't uh, any uh, exposition of the idea that the state should have a strong share of, like the Norwegians, Okay, um, and that we don't do exactly then what you're talking, what you're saying. Mm. Okay, and I think when we have our politicians in here around the table over the next while, I think we should consider that the, that point about. Yeah. Um, well, we, we, if 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 we want that, we need to put the investment in. If we need to put the investment in, that probably means greater taxes. And are we prepared? To We're opening a, a savings fund of billions. Mm. Okay, mm. why not invest some of that yeah, billion yeah, into yeah. a recurring, uh, you know? That should uh, make sense. So that's why it yeah. won't happen. But Actually, just, just I, for uh, the, 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 the reason they picked Arden Crusher, of course, is there was that was. Uh, a big hope as well, which was actually achieved. And I think they were trying to play on the symbolism of that. And the, the other thing that uh, the government of the day planned was rural electrification. 
And that was a great success as well. And there was a report done for that too. So that's, that would be the answer to the cynics. Now, as, 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 as I've very quickly pointed out, there's so many reports and so many um, things that weren't achieved. But we'll have to wait and see whether this one is or not. I, I, know, one, I know one person who was involved in writing the report, who was a colleague of mine in the university. Yeah. And um, I asked him, you know, what, what does this come down to really? And he says, he's told me that the government needs to decide, are they going to, are they do they just want the bare minimum in terms of investment and therefore in terms of return, or do they want, do they want the whole shebang? Do they want seven gigawatt, whatever it is, energy yeah. produced every year? Um, and what did he think? He thinks that they're moving in the right direction, but they're not there yet. Then you mean now? I could. They're I making that? the right. They're making the right noises, but they're. He's Dutch, and of course he has a particular attitude. The Dutch move quite quickly when they want to do things. Shell he sees. The, he sees the, the whole Irish thing is very slow. He's the whole problem with the planning. Yeah. Um, we don't have the infrastructure uh, for any sort of major major mm. infrastructure in yeah. the Atlantic mm. at the Listen, moment. Listening during the week on the radio to the Minister for the Environment, uh, and he, he was asked that question, which, and it struck me as strange that he answered it by saying, yeah, we will get this done as quickly as planning allows. Now, planning is our own concoction mm. of mm. obstacles mm. in something. You know, I mean, I mm. think that if, if the government were to, let's say, rewrite the planning laws to speed up exactly yeah. what you were saying. And that's no a big deal. Surely the heavens. There, there was an article there recently, and I was reading it in one of the papers, and uh, Belfast is the only port in the country that can handle, handle um, those, those big pylons, those um, mm. turbines. turbines. Yeah, but yeah. we have, there's potential in the Shannon We have the depth. In the, okay, we go on. Uh, the, we're still on the front pages. Uh, an all-out strike possible for Clare firefighters from Tuesday. Yeah. Um, doesn't say it's definite, but uh, and it goes through. Dan ha Dan Danaher has an article there, and um, he he lists the the pay scales, etc. Um, you know, in the discussions that have been going on. Um, I'll tell you something. Not having a fire service or having a fire service delayed, which is what it probably would mean, mm -hmm. is a very serious mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And that's an issue which our, our politicians, whether they're at operating at local level in the county or at national level, have to take on. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is a critical uh, social question. But when, when something goes to the Labour Court, it's the two sides are Negotiating. negotiating and the Labour Court comes up with a recommendation now the Union has advised its members to reject the recommendation yeah, yeah. And, we, and therefore it probably will be rejected um, but wh what do we have the Labour Court for if they don't if you it's agree to go into the Labour Court surely you're you know it's arbitration you should probably yeah. accept what they come out with it, it's as fair as you're probably well, going if you, to get. when you're involved in a negotiation uh, you don't have to accept. It's a negotiation. You move towards the solution. Yeah. And that is 
takes a bit of teasing. Yeah. So there will be teasing going on mm -hmm. after probably the vote, the negative vote on uh, this week. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, well, the, the, the key Labour court recommendation is for a firefighter retainer to increase from on October first from eight thousand eight hundred and seventy to twelve to twelve thousand one hundred and fifty five. Mm. And that's quite a jump in the, in, the, in the scheme of and things. And 11 to, yeah. 11 that's, to 15 in... That's a 50%. Between 24.1% and 22.7%. Mm. It, it shows you how, how bad it was. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty low, pretty low. And the thing is, for people who are retained, um, yeah. they have to put their yeah. life on hold yeah. for a good yeah. many hours yeah. every week. And yeah. you have to live within two miles of the, the, the station. Of the, of the yeah. But it is considered, isn't it? It's not a full-time job. Um, it's a full-time commitment. It's a full-time commitment. Hmm. I wonder, in a week, how many times would you be called up? Ah, yeah, but David, you can't quantify. You could have one week where they mightn't get any calls and another week where they could get 10. Yeah, so you the know? average, I would want to know then the hmm. average. Uh, yeah, no, David, you can't quantify no, it because it's a little bit like now... Um, if you said, how many car accidents are there going to be this week? Yeah, yeah right? but you, you can quantify no, that no, in, you, in you a can, year. You can, you can look at averages and figures, yeah. but you could not say for a fact that, it, it, just pull the figure 100 accidents a year, right? Mm. You could not say with any certainty that 10 of those will be in East Clare. And that sixty of them will be in Ennis, and the thirty. You of them could will see be a trend though over no, time. No, 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 no David. No, you, you don't. You don't understand. I say, <laughs> it could be you could have frosty weather for three weeks. You could, yeah. Right in October, yeah. Yeah. and you could have a number of accidents. You might have frosty weather for the next ten years. Yeah. So no, if you well, if you're I do, to I do stand, understand. You can't quite I do understand what you're saying, but I don't agree with what you're saying. Hmm. All I'm saying is that over time you can deduce a trend hmm. and an average. But that's the same with almost everything in trying to what, deduce well, an I, average. I, I, know, I, I, I think David, you have, have to listen to what Luke is saying. You're, you're on the no. You're, you're approaching it. David, I, I think sorry, you're sorry. approaching it from a scientific basis, the, the science of numbers and what have you. But they mean nothing because he's outlined for you what can happen to distort it. Of course, it can go up and down, oh, and that's why you have a mean. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. but the, we were discussing that here about uh, when 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 this strike started first, and you wanted you wanted to bring all the independents on full time wages. I think that would be fair. And I, I agree. Hmm. I think that would be fair. Yeah. I think in a, in, a, in, a, in a society where we rely on firefighters, we have professional firefighters in the cities, in the major okay. cities, but we don't seem to have professional, fire, uh, professional service, not a, they are a professional service, a full-time service, in, 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 in everywhere else. But one of the things is that well, it, they're full-time on, on, on call. call. And you have, I remember from my time as Secretary of SCARF GA, trying to get guys to play matches, particularly Junior B over in Tulla, and they say, I can't, I'm on call. Um, and they tried to swap with someone else who yes. wasn't, or that kind of thing. I would wholeheartedly agree, David, that there should be full time, uh, that each, we say, the likes of Killaloo, Scarf, the substations, we'll say, of Ennis, where there aren't currently full time people employed, should have a number of full time people and then that could be supplemented by retained people. Yeah, but that yeah. you have a guaranteed full-time mm. staff. Yeah. Because what you could have is you would have more people that are living outside the two-mile limit 
could be employed as full time, which would then take a bit of pressure off the other people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know of any other service where we have this. Imagine if our ambulance service was... You have the Coast Guard, the internal Coast Guard. The internal Coast Guard, yeah. 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 Yeah, they retainer. No, but from the point of view, they should also. And we had, mm. we had the whole debate with you know the search and rescue teams. If you said bring them under the umbrella of the coast guard, but pay them a proper wage, mm, mm. give them employees. They're they're they have to be trained. They're not, They're doing literally the same amount of training. We said the retained firefighters. I, I'm of the understanding. Do literally the exact same training as the full-time firefighters. Exactly, you're dead great. Yes. They do, yeah. You know? Yeah. So it wouldn't sort of cost a fortune. No. Because I the numbers are limited. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you're talking small yeah. numbers. And it, it's, a, it's a bit like um, very little appreciation in a way for the service that they provide. And it's been the typical Irish thing, ah, lads, it'll be all grand, it'll be all grand. But now things are coming to a head. Mm. And you start to see it with regards to recruitment in various government agencies and sectors, and in the private sector as well, where you start to people are going, no, it's not worth it. Yeah. See, there's an interesting cultural uh, history attached, attaching to the uh, fire service in Ireland. Rural, the rural is different to the city. Okay, it suits farmers or it suits other people living in the area to, you know, join the service. That might have been the case a while ago. Yeah. But I don't think it probably works in today's society. Well, I'm looking at it. I mean, Scarf has no difficulty in retaining uh, a team. But other stations across the county have a lot of difficulty mm. Mm. in retaining. That asks a question which we can't answer. Yeah. Anyway, okay. to, I must. Um, I have huge admiration for our retained firefighters. I've seen them in action in, in various difficult and tragic yeah, me too. situations. They often have to come out to accidents oh, more than fires. Accidents yes. seem to be the yeah. thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay, you were, Luke was talking there about the, the Coast Guard and, and uh, again on the front page of the Clare, of the Clare Champion. Uh, the sad story of a man who died in a second person has been rescued following an incident in West Clare this week. Um, so the Killaloo, the Kilkee um, unit of the, the Coast Guard, as well as the Shannon Bay search and rescue helicopter uh, were all involved. The National Ambulance Service and the Gardaí, so they were all involved, all the different um, yeah. Agencies. Yeah, he was an Englishman. He was living in Innes. Jim. He was a musician. And he was a well-known musician at sessions. And, um, was the other man with him? He was. He was. He went down the. He went down the the, the, the cliff to try and get down yeah. to him, and then he got trapped. Hmm. Okay, so, we we need to go on. And um, there's an only photograph there on the front, Jim, from Blacksmith yes. uh, and jewelry maker Reese Foster, who was taking over the old lines forward from Mount Shannon. It's a usual photograph. He he he, he walked in the. So. Yes, so fabulous. But we might talk about it in part two. Yeah. Um, Newmarket and Fergus had a meeting during the week, and it's extensively covered, particularly in the, the Clare Echo. And I suppose the fact that Parik is uh, a Newmarket and Fergus man himself, um, he certainly would have the inside story in that. But uh, Yeah, yes. He's three articles there, Jim. Uh, yeah, page uh, 12 yeah, and 13. 13. Mm. I, I, I was surprised, and I think, John, you were too, that there, there isn't a, 
a GP amazed a you know center they, in in Newmarket Fergus. Newmarket is twice the size of Scarborough. Oh, quite easily, a lot more oh. even. Yeah. Uh, so it raises a question: um, if a, a community wants uh, a particular service, that it's denied, right? It's up to the community, I think, to make the place so attractive that people will want to. Now, one guy uh, uh, did talk about tourism uh, helping, you know, I don't know what he meant by it, but the, um, who was it that wrote in this week? We let it, we let it go by. Anyway, the question is, um, what does new market need? It hasn't got a bank, it hasn't got a... I, I, I think it has a post office. It hasn't got a doctor. It's limited. So a young, a young, a young uh, doctor looking for a GP post across the country, he'd be, or she will be, interested in the kind of services, the kind of community which is, you know, at issue. So, Scarif was compared to make a reference to Scarif. But Scarif, every conceivable service that you would need in community, you have it here in the Scarif and in the immediate surrounding area. So okay. are you saying, John, but that because there's an absence of services in without a shadow, without a shadow, they're not going to get a GP. Aye, uh, well, unless the services are going to be looked at. TD's called to revoke GP contract. He, there's a doctor, Gavin. He's in the he's in in um, Caligordon. Yeah. And I suppose he's covering the market at the present time. But he's moving. He's, he wants to move his his service now. And he he got the he got he got the, the contract from the HSC to cover yeah. the market. But he he's moving now. He wants to move to the the, the Saffron and Blue Medical Centre in South Castle. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, doesn't suit the you know the the market. You'd imagine there should be a medical centre in the market with, with a doctor and all the services there. Where are the doctors? The amount of people. Where, where are the doctors? And that's that's probably the question. Yeah. Uh, that all the doctors are leaving the or not all the doctors, but enough doctors are leaving the country to to leave a shortage. Two years it, to give back to the state. But it's, it's, it's people. Hmm. See, this doctor Gavin appears to be covering the market because there's eight hundred. There's 800 um, medical card holders, over no. 800 in, in, in the market. That's a small number. And he's 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 based in um, he's based in in Caligorn. but he's moving. This 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 problem I say is is coming to him because he's moving his his services up to Tarkastle to the medical centre in Tarkastle. Now I, I don't know why he's moving it up there, but you'd imagine that the, 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 there's a big population around the market and, and, yeah. and, and the general area around. And you think it would be the population around an area would yeah. attract a GP yeah, rather yeah. than mm. other services? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would, yeah. Anyway, yeah. listen, we're reached half time. Um, we're in extra time in injury time at half time in the first half. Pat, have you some suggestions for us for a bit of music so we can? You know, rebuild our energy and prepare for part two. We have Lionel Richie Jim with her three times a lady. Excellent, Pat. Okay, we'll go over to Lionel. You once, twice, three times a lady.
You're very welcome back. That was Lionel Richie there, Pat's uh, selection, and three times a lady. You're listening to local media this week on Scarif Bay Community Radio, a program sponsored by Ruth Griffin Photography, and we thank Ruth for her sponsorship. I suppose, <clears throat> looking at some areas, we were talking about health there, but there's two things in, in the paper, if we could spend maybe 30 seconds, 60 at the most, talking about them. Uh, the CAMS, that's the Child, Children Adolescent Mental Health Service, uh, is, is facing collapse, according to one of the, the headlines there on page six in Jim, the paragraph. What, 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 what will yeah. the, our listeners take out of that mental health? Because it's not something that that comes up in, in our conversations very much. What exactly well, are we talking about? If you have a child who has difficulty in that area... Um, of mental health. Of mental health or, or, you know, learning difficulties associated with that, you might spend years before you would get an appointment. Why? I suppose the people aren't there. Well, like it says we here, Jim, about the doctors. East Clare CAMS has the lowest number of staff and is the only team without a permanent consultant psychiatrist. And of the 12 staff in October 2022, only six still worked there in April. Hmm. So they have no staff and the facilities they, look very good. They have poor. no physical place. Councillor Donna McGettigan Sinn Féin um, raised it and uh, it's... Uh, Deputy Violet Ann Wynne, now independent TD for this constituency, raised it in the doll as well. Mm. But yeah. not, getting, not getting much they, in the way she's of She's making arrogance, no and, arrogance and ignorance no damaging Claire Cancer by Jan Wynne. Right. And on page six of the Care Champion, you have Councillor Mary Howard, who is talking about the unacceptable waiting times for sight and hearing um, appointments. So yeah. it's, it's, now, when I was in school, you know, and we were very much with this problem with children that we wanted assessed and children we wanted seen, and we wanted it done as early as possible because the earlier intervention yeah. takes place, you know, the better chance you have of making more progress. And again, you know, it was the same story then, and it obviously hasn't improved. Do you know? Okay, we'll go on. A uh, couple of other things we missed. Uh, Brendan Daly um, passed away during the week. Um, yeah, it, it was um, last Thursday when we were recording was the day that he passed away, so I, I got a little bit of mention. But there's, especially on page five of the uh, Champion, Champion there's uh, three or four articles there uh, that Dan Danaher has written in, in, in relation uh, to the late uh, Mr. Daly. And Pauric has it on page 8 of that goes with uh, yeah. a, a representative of, of distinction. XTD and Minister when the daily dies. Yeah, uh, the irony of it being he was a Marine Minister back in the day, John. Yeah. Yes. You know? And uh, uh, whatever you say about him, I think he served his county well. He did. He gave a lifetime of service to his county, no doubt about it. Was yeah. he the minister? The, the fisheries. He, he was the, the famous uh, fishing rod. Yes, rod yes. 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 Yeah. Well, we we um, and he was minister for defence as well uh, at some stage. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Well, we send our condolences to his family and uh, a man who did some service during his time. Yeah, and often the 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 was at his mass back at Court on Sunday last. Yes. 
Okay, uh, Shannon Airport is the top air, airport brand in the country. What in the name of heavens does that mean? I, I'm still trying to work out. I'm not quite sure. It's on page. But I suppose Shannon will take any award that it can get. What, what does Brian, uh, page you, 16 of the play record. It's a kind of a non-story is what I would say. Um, placed, it's placed, it's placing 54th. If it's in the top 100. It's going to be cocked to be okay, right? No, no, no. <laughs> this is, this is, but we, we, we have sort of, um, but the top airport well. in Ireland. Huh? It, it comes number one in Irish airports. For the what? best brand, is it? Mm. What, what, will you tell me what exactly does that I'd mean? I'd be happy if I were the PR gurus in Shannon Airport putting, obviously they're doing well putting out their, the brand name and logos and the reputation, I suppose, of the airport. As John, well. it says this, we do this brand reaction index, right? And your reaction now would bring the score right low there. But anyway, <laughs> my reaction would bring it. Yeah, it would. <laughs> it's a test, to test if a brand has a strong enough emotional connection Alan. to drive positive feelings. Our work suggests that strong emotional connects are vitally important as one of the key shortcuts to deliver brand choice. This person did a business mm. degree. The <laughs> higher the BRI score, the more likely a brand is to be chosen versus competitors. But if you talk about emotional connection, someone that I'm very close to would not fly out of any other airport in the country <laughs> besides Shannon. So listen, we move on. That's uh, called so brand loyalty, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Native loyalty as Native. well. <laughs> Uh, John, the Walker Cup is coming. Tell us what the Walker, Walker Cup, Cup is. Walker Cup is uh, an international amateur competition involving Ireland and Britain together against the United States of America. In Europe? Oh, yes. it is. Would Europe be involved as well, John? No? No, no, it's not. Is it? No, Britain and Ireland make one team and uh, America makes the, the other team. And it's amateur and, you know, usually the great, some of the great golfers that have come out of Ireland and out of Britain would have played in amateur. Mm -hmm. It's coming to, uh, Lehinch has been asked. So successful was the Lehinch uh, yeah, Irish so Open. Open in 19, uh, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. and, uh, they carried it off with a plum and so successful that they've been asked to host it. In 2026? 2026. Hmm. 2026. It's yeah. a big, it's a big, uh, and of course, what year is the Ryder Cup in a day or then? Following, following year. Following year. Maybe it's been off economically. Yeah, yeah. You know. Port okay. Manor had it in 1991 and County Down in 07. Past. Photo on page 8 of declared champion. Um, not when Harry met Sally, <laughs> but uh, when Joe met Leo. Yeah, there's a good, nice picture there. Joe was there with the chain bottles and then Leo decided. Uh, rural roads and Stewart treatment top page in when Joe met Leo. I wonder was Broadford mentioned. Dan Danaher. I think it was, yeah. He was going through with his mention. Yeah, yeah, so he, he, he. Oh, sure, you had a good chat with him yesterday. And he, he, he mentioned, uh, mentioned I'll get a hands of meals sorted as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, got that, you got that in, did you? And Brian Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joe mentioned it to Leo. Yeah. And Leo mentioned it. <laughs> so. Uh, he was highlighting where, where, where yeah. storage was needed. He had with 50 settlements in County Clare that didn't have a, part, a proper um, uh, wastewater treatment system, which is a serious setback for Rory Clare. What are we going to get out, out of that? Leo didn't know that. Huh? Leo didn't, he wasn't aware of it. Yeah. 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 Sweet, 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 sweet
The mills will get a sewage scheme maybe out of it. It'll be hot air. Okay, we'll go on. Camper vans. And the story about camper vans in the in one of the papers. Now, which one is it? I'm not 100% certain. Yeah. Oh yeah, David. Page three in the champion. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, councillors cautioned over attitude to camper vans. And there's a picture of councillor Joe Garrity there. Uh, it's an article by Fiona McGarry. Camper van facilities and their absence generated considerable debate among West Clare councillors when they gathered in Kilrush for their July meeting. While new bylaws are set to curb overnight parking on roads and public places in Liston Varna. One member expressed the hope that camper vans might be diverted to stay overnight on Loop Head instead. <laughs> <laughs> David, yeah. David, I mean, it's a new phenomenon. It's in, uh, an outcrop of the Celtic Tiger or post-Celtic Tiger, where people could afford, could afford yeah. to buy, not tents for holiday, not trailers, yeah. but the actual motor van. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, in the 1980s, it was the caravan it we, was. we pe so people had, what, and now the camper van. What do you, we, we're not servicing No, them. we're not. We're but not the, responding. The question is, um, should people who own them, of course, want facilities everywhere, um, want to well, be maybe. able to park everywhere. But the question is, should there be facilities everywhere? Now, if you go to Europe, um, there are only specific Luke, I think, wants uh, to get in. No, I can't David, finish I'm just going to point out, John, what was the previous article that we alluded to? Where uh, the Taoiseach of the country was not aware that there were 50 villages in the, country, in the county that needed sewer schemes. Indeed. Now, of those 50 villages, I'd say many of those are the ones that they're on about putting camper vans into. So how are you going to put swords into them? Uh, question interesting one. question. Now, David, I return mm. yeah. to the, not the every, floor not, to yourself. I, I think there should be designated places in certain parts of the country, not everywhere, probably in tourist areas, because in the past there used to be caravan parkings, like camping sites. They tend to be we, private, David, though. Private, yeah, yeah. private. But well, yeah, there should be there should be some facilities. But myself and Pat were in Listonvarna for the for the annual festival last year, um, and they were the camper vans were parked all along the road. All the way down, yeah, down by the highroad. Yeah. yeah. I think the unbelievables would have said total abandonment of camper vans. <laughs> <laughs> now the question is. Should Liston Verna, let's take Liston Verna as an example, is that only one weekend in the year where that happens? Or is there demand regularly over the, well, over the summer? In Liston Verna, it would be the month of September. Yeah. Because uh, when I was going there 40, 50 years ago, or whatever it was, there was always camper vans down along there. They are, there were always in it. And what did you, where did you stay? In the tent? When I stood in the caravan and I stood in a tent and different places, I was different chaos, you know. Yeah. You'll enjoy the fresh air as well, I'm sure, yeah. Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, we need to move on. Okay, listen. There's, there's three ads there uh, where, where, where they have, uh, they have um, prohibition of overnight camping in this town, Verna, by Lord 2023, and then they have Duckmore Beach in, in, in um, is that back in Dundee. 
and then down in, 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 in the Luke Craig Lighthouse. So they, they, they have three big ads there the Champlain. So they're talking about putting in facilities and then they're barring you from camping, or yeah. from parking yeah. your tent. I think maybe they need to have a look and see what people in Europe I rest my case. Maybe <laughs> the, 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 the cab before the horse, Jim. Hmm. Anyway, arrests in Croke Park, and we, we won't mention the match too much. I see poor Mark getting a hug there on the front page of the Clare Champion. But um, I suppose maybe drink had it had well, it was, uh, to play a part. The, the previous week as well, there was between uh, Monaghan and Nairme, there was some hassle there. But I, I know, I, I know it's his, uh, but did she, did she, did she have, have, to, have, have, to, have to take a bit of responsibility as well? They put on a match at 4 o'clock, not none before. Every, you know, I was in Dublin at 12 o'clock. Every pub around the north, up around the north side, we were up in, we were in Bertie's pub having a drink. Uh, yeah. But every pub around the place was packed with, with young, young lads having drinks. Now that was for four hours, that was, that was 12 o'clock, some of them were there earlier than that. Why was it four o'clock? I don't know. That's... Was it Camogie so, on the board? There was a Camogie on the board, but why couldn't the There was no one there. I went in for the, 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 the Camogie match was on and there was no one there. Yeah. There was no one in the stadium. Like, I suppose was, it's, they're, they're, it's very hard to get people in. They weren't going to go in to see Kamoga, a Kamoga match. Mm -hmm. Between Kilian and Cock, which are the two best yeah, teams. I suppose the timings can often do with the, the, when it's broadcast yeah. on television as well. Yeah, but so there was nothing on before on television. Yeah. That Sunday was a free day. And then another thing. They had a section of, a section of the Hill 16, in the yeah. middle of the Hill 16. For, for all the, the, all, all the young fellows who went there. And they had a section of them, and they were all corralled into the section in the middle. Both sides of them, there was nobody there. Shoulder to shoulder. So, to the, to the, a recipe for, for a fight. Is the solution, hmm. Pat, to seat Hill 16? To put I, seats into I Hill 16? I don't think so, no. I don't. Why, don't you, why don't you get that sort of behaviour in the other parts of Crook Park? Hmm. Well, because you have young fellows. Uh, I'm sure the young fellows would sit down. Because the young fellows are fought. Because the young fellows yeah. are fighting. The young fellows, the, the, the seat of the place goes into Hill 16 is cheaper. Okay. There'd be traditionalists yeah. who would oppose the idea of seating in. Well, in traditionalists, traditionalists need to be put in their place. We must go on because we're, we have only a few minutes How left. many minutes have we now? We have about seven, have about seven John, and seven. we haven't got to East Clare yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, We'll very, very short for each one of these because we've no other choice. Uh, Pat, I'll go back to you because you were at uh, an unveiling during the week of a statue to a very famous chairman in Six Mile Bridge. Oh yeah, there was a great um, day down in Six Mile Bridge on Monday last June uh, for the unveiling of a statue of Brendan O'Regan. Uh, so, uh, Brendan O'Regan is a, uh, no, uh, a great chairman and um, was influential in Shannon and, and um, the, the, the Jewish free shops and Bonretti and the, the, the Fort Park and the, the what you call it, the, it's a, not the the castle, the, the banquets and well, all that. And then they had the, when they, they had the attached cottages, schemes all around, the likes of Fiegel and Broadfoot and all that. So he was, he was, he, he was the, the guide, the guide, guidance was 
But you did you did a bit of recording, Pat, and we'll have that, please God, next yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah we, we could do with a few more Brendan O'Regan's in, in the country. There is a fabulous photograph of family members there on page four in the Champions, page one, I think, on the Echo, and also Joe Murhertig has the contribution made by Brendan O'Regan's Clare, page 17, the Champion. Well worth the read. Yeah. Okay. Well worth the read. I suspect most people outside of Clare would never have heard of him. Oh, they would. Oh, they would. Yeah. How so? If you're from Cork, you probably haven't, but uh, you know, but you're so I mean. isolated down there. <laughs> that's what but I mean, I'd say Limerick, Tipperary, <laughs> would have heard of But I, I feel a statue should only be put up to a person at least 100 years after they've died. Otherwise, we'll have a proliferation of statues everywhere. <laughs> Limerick is plagued by statues. We spent enough a year last year talking about a statue <laughs> that nobody wanted. Oh, <laughs> that's a piece of sculpture. <laughs> okay, Forge in Mount Shannon, uh, Mr. Rhys Foster, a new occupant in what was Tom Lyons's forge and all the Lyons's that went before Tom as well. Fabulous, uh, fabulous photograph, isn't it? It is a fabulous photograph I mean, on the front really page of the champion and also on page 13, 13, 13 the East Clare page. Yeah. There's, another, there's another one there on the page 17. Uh, someone look at checking, checking some of the. Someone who's what's uh, his wheels and in, in through the window of the forge, and yes. the, the the photograph was taken from inside out, yeah. and the man was looking checking the. Well, this is a young fella. He's from Cornwall. He's set, settled in Mount Shannon. Um, he completed his blacksmithing training this summer. I'd love to do a bit of blacksmithing training. I don't know where what, you go. What? Blacksmith training. Yeah, it's um, a bit of this skill actually. That, that skill, kind of forge yeah. work. Yeah. Um, so he's set up anyway in Mount Shannon, and he's he does jewellery as well as the ordinary. We could arrange. Smith we could arrange uh, an adult class for you there. There you go. I'm sure he'd be able to do it himself. Yeah, he for you, if you want yeah. people like that. Yeah. I'm sure he'd like the business he'd love, as well. He'd love to. I'm sure. Okay, page six of the Clare Champion uh, yeah. refers to the uh, mass, the 40th anniversary. Mass uh, that Archbishop Eugene Nugent celebrated in Scariff last week, and there was a great turnout of bishops and uh, various clergy. So uh, it was a, it was a brilliant, you know, it's a, it was great for for Archbishop Eugene and great for his family that uh, there was uh, so many people turned up. Uh, fabulous. Event. But if you're reading, if you are reading the Clare Champion, note that that mass was last Sunday, not as advertised as July 16th. That's for next Sunday, yeah. So it was, as I said, a huge crowd came, you know, and a very popular family in East Clare. And, uh, and it was 40 years to the day since he was ordained in the same church, where he was also baptised and confirmed. So a great, um, great day for the Newton family and for Archbishop Eugene as well. Be crowd, John, was there? Was there a big crowd ahead of us? There was a very big crowd. Oh, yeah, indeed, yeah. Okay, and Inish has got the go ahead also. Uh, it's on. Um, what page is it on? It's, uh, it's on page 8, Jim, of the Champion. Page 8 of the Clare Champion. Yeah. And that's got the go ahead, the, what was the rectory in Mount Shannon, on, overlooking the harbour, has got the go ahead to build a interpretive centre, visitor centre. Uh, which will be, uh, I suppose, a prerequisite to visiting the island when things get going. Jim, Owen Ryan, you know Owen, uh, has uh, an article 
on page 11 of the Champion. Shannon Company to raise 33 million to develop CBD products from hemp. That's going to that's going to raise conversation because people may jump to wrongful conclusions. But we're talking about uh, cannabis. Uh, how about that? Yeah. What are, what are CBD products? CBD products. It's they are uh, medical. They are medical. It's products. medicinal cannabis. I think is basically what what, yeah. what, what, what it is, and it, it's becoming yeah. more popular and getting a bit more regulated and legalised in the States yes. for medicinal purposes. But, but uh, it is not. It is, the actual products, there are two plants in a cannabis plant, and one is the one that gives the high, and the other is the head. Yes. Okay? And so it's the, the one that does not give you the high that actually... Um, so what good is that, so, John? It is, it is that's where the medicine comes <laughs> that's in. That's the medicinal quality yeah. of it. Yeah. I so suppose authorities are all are being very cautious always when it comes to to cannabis. The word cannabis. Yeah, yeah. they it tends to, to scare them off a bit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on the same page, the Killaloo Festival uh, is mentioned. I'm sorry, page thirteen again. Uh, Killaloo Festival is mentioned as having uh, been successful despite the weather. Yeah, and the weather wasn't um, fantastic last Yeah, weekend. it was a bit disappointing. Some of the water events, we'll say, for the Saturday had to be cancelled because of the high winds. But yeah, um, yeah again, uh, you know, it's a little bit like a lot of the festivals uh, around the country. I'm sure it's we said the county as well. They're just getting back on their feet. You know, you'd yeah. say last year, a lot, a lot of festivals happened, but not a lot happened. Yeah. The support yeah. wasn't there, the numbers weren't there. Yeah. This year, I think it is coming back a bit better, and hopefully, you know, in the next mm. year or two, it will, it will be uh, all, all the better. But an important news flash during the dog show, the best dog was an 18 month old lurcher called Bandit, who was rescued from Limerick Animal Welfare. It was the money, 270 euro, uh, was raised as part of that Killadoo festival for um, animal, Limerick Animal Welfare. So that's not too bad. So no. it's nice to see money going to charity out, out of a bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like even if you look at, you know, they said it costs in the region of 11,000 euros to run the festival. Mm. 11,000 euros to try and fundraise that amount of money. That's a serious amount of money. It is. Yeah. It is. You know, so all credit to them. Yeah. Mm. And look, the, Tom and Patricia and yeah, uh, they were. Saturday Chronicle live from the, the cathedral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, mm. de delighted to be there and very thankful to the uh, people in command of the cathedral for uh, letting us be there. A fabulous, a fabulous yeah. facility. Jim, could I draw your attention to the need for readers to read the ads in both papers because there are local jobs going uh, in the Scarf area uh, on page 21 of the of the um, champion. Clear champion. Okay. And could we also alert people to the in innovation, the huge innovation in getting degree uh, courses going without going near the CEO points? It's necessary to actually read the ads. Okay. What page again, John? Page 21 of the. Um, uh, yeah, the champion. The champion. Look at the reporter. Okay. Of, the champ, of the champion, but and, it's mainly... And short, we are looking for manufacturing uh, operatives. It's, it's, it's mainly the actual new way to get uh, a, a degree course. 
if at any stage of your life. Yes, without having to go back and do the leaving search. Oh, again. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Pat, finally, in the last 30 seconds, page 22, the back page of the first part of the Clare Champion, the Great East Clare Hill Challenge. And maybe lots of people that you know are, are pictured there. Yeah, there's some fine pictures there, full page pictures, um, uh, Jim, from the Trail of the Clark Hills, um, and the, um, the great East Clare 30 challenge. You weren't pictured yourself there, no? I wasn't, in, I wasn't, I wasn't in it, uh, David, no. Oh, there was uh, 105, 105 people took part of it anyway, and uh, all the money was going towards um, um, cancer research, right through research. Okay. So um, had a nice day actually. Saturday was a nice, nice fine day for it. And um, uh, there's a, a picture there of, of the group of the Twelve O'Clock Hills uh, committee, and they're uh, planting um, a tree in honour of Sheila Corish, who was uh, who died recently. And uh, she was from Wexford, and she she was mm. uh, a member of their committee, and 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 um, done huge work for them. So. Okay, and on the page two of the Care Echo Pat, someone oh, yeah. you know yeah. uh, from your part of the world, receiving an award from President Michael D. Higgins. Yeah, Michael D. is there uh, presenting an award to Elena Ryan, Elena who plays uh, uh, with the county um, uh, senior Camogie uh, team, and she's receiving an, uh, an little there from Michael D. Higgins. Uh, it's a gold Gorska award for Clare Youths, and uh, presented by Michael D. Higgins is done every year. So. Grand. Okay, listen, we're over time. Many thanks to everybody, uh, to John S. Welcome, Jim. Pat, to David, thanks, and to Jim. Luke. Don't know how much of this song we're going to get, Pat. But, uh, what have you. Uh, I'll song. I'll turn to with a with green, green grass of home. Okay, Tom, to be a very pale green, I'd say. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. We look forward to seeing you next week, next Sunday at 2 o'clock. Uh, for now, from us, goodbye and God bless. The old hometown looks the same As I step down from the train And there to meet me Is my mama and papa Down the road I look And there runs Mary Hair of gold and lips like cherries it's good to touch the green, green